Welcome to the Artist Notepad, where we explore artistry, life, and we talk Jesus stuff. I'm Jack. Jesus is the one. Yeah, and I'm he, David. Yes, he is. He is. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this week's episode of Tan and Chill. We're just us two today. Oh. But it's okay. It's still going to be good. <laughs> today, we're going to be discussing faith. How we came to faith, specifically the Christian faith, and some other tough questions. But first, Jack, how you doing, buddy? How you doing? I can't even lie. I've been lonely as f- <laughs> That was a reference from Tyler, the Creator's Flower Boy. Um, yeah, sure David, I, I realized, I think, that um, the company that I normally enjoy week to week is is not actually yours. It's our guests. So um, Whoa, whoa. Yeah, it turns Dude. out just just you. Um. Come on, man. You have to repeat this? So this, this, this must have been coming from the heart or something, man. Yeah, I've been well, enjoying this company. I'm sorry, man. I like seeing your, your white face. Look, let's make the best of a bad situation and let's crack on. <laughs> <laughs> so, guys, let's really quickly just run over these this give giveaway because get it they're still <laughs> still sitting here in my house um, <laughs> and as much as i would love to keep them david and i invested some money in buying some Ooh. gifts for you guys so give us a Let's five star written review on spotify mm. or apple music or we'll take pretty much anything at this point uh, <laughs> maybe your hand you know a book and just send us a picture right? and we'll give you a shout out we'll read out your review and you'll go into the draw a one in ten chance to win one of these prizes um, yeah, and they're actually really cool. The last one arrived today. Uh, sorry, not today. Yesterday or Friday, a couple of days ago. Time is relative, yeah. um, and it was Baby Yoda, which is he's looking fresh, nice bubbly head. I posted a little boomerang pic of him on um, on the Instagram yeah. at the Artist Notepad. Um, also, reach out to us at artistnotepad at gmail dot com or follow us and like us and see all our cool stuff at facebook.com like forward slash the artist notepad or just search the artist notepad on facebook and you'll find us right there me and david little cartoon image white circle colorful shapes beautiful <laughs> art by david's younger sister joe shout yeah. out to joe shout out to joe we love you cool um is that all I that was good that was quick yeah that was pretty quick got it out the way we're on a schedule today guys Yoda looks scary though. I just wanted to say that, but I don't want to interrupt too Seriously? much. Seriously, he's the cutest guy. Yoda low-key looks scary. Like I'm sure there's a, a female listeners that look at it and like, ew. Wow, wow, wow. Ew. The female listeners get scared, huh? Huh? Not scared, wow, but they'll just be like, okay. they'll be put off. Mm, mm. <laughs> Why are you trying to put me in that corner just because I attacked Yoda? Come on, bro. All Man, right, you, anyways. You've got a history with saying bad things on this podcast. You've got... Racism, <laughs> you got sexism now as well. Jeez, I have to edit all this stuff out, guys. You don't want to hear what sort of stuff David says that I have to get rid of. Dang, no, keep this in. You know, if I get backlash, like it is what it is. Like you love me or hate me, I'm gonna say what I'm gonna say. All right, but, well, um, with you know three or four minutes gone now, let's crack mm-hmm. on. Let's let's get into our first question. And David, who did this question come in from? Uh, the first question came in from. Amelia, but the question what? is no. That's that's not the first question. That is the first question. Oh, are you talking about the question we have here? Yeah, <laughs> the first <laughs> one, the one that says one next to it. Oh, uh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I was looking at I was looking at something else for a sec. The first question is from my man Lawrence. Shout out to Lawrence from OFC. 
Um, the first question is, is faith blind slash what is faith? Mm. So I think a good order to take tackle this question is we underline what faith is and then, yeah, we go to the second half. But yeah, Jack, did you want to read the actual like dictionary definition of sure, what faith sure. means so, just to start us off? So um, if we look it up just on Google and our Google mm-hmm. dictionary tells us that the first definition is complete trust or confidence in someone or something. And the second one mm-hmm. is strong belief in the doctrines of a religion based on spiritual mm-hmm. conviction rather than proof. Um, mm-hmm. So, David, we um, we actually just had a live stream just before recording this where we did live stream on Instagram. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We're trying to do a few more of those at the moment. Um, we're getting some cool feedback, some nice interactions, some cool questions, actually. Um, yeah. And... David and I sort of, it's funny because we both um, share one of the definitions of faith um, with Google, mm-hmm. except we we have a, um, David more aligns with the first one um, and I more aligned with the second one. And so, when I saw this question, I it made me think quite deeply for a second. And then I sort of came to a pretty quick conclusion that I think that, um, for me at least, the answer to me seems quite obvious that faith is is blind because to me, um, I I sort of um, identify much more with a second definition of faith, which is strong belief in doctrines of a religion based on spiritual mm. conviction rather than proof. And so, right. in this sense, um, I, I because I can't see that there is a tangible proof for um, for faith in God, or um, for me, like mm-hmm. f- the the very definition of faith being that. You're believing in something which doesn't have like yeah, yeah you you can't connect with it on the same sensory connection that we can connect with say an object like this glass that is in my hand right now or mm-hmm. um with one another physically um not like that guys not like that come on we're not we're not into that um none of that vulgar <laughs> yeah, business PG. Keep it PG. Um, yep but but something that is on another level in a different plane of existence if you will um mm. And so, in that sense, I think, yeah, faith is blind because if you can't connect with it um, on a sensory level, then for us in this day and age, it's it's a lot harder for us to connect with the supernatural than it was back in the day when we were more of a su- superstitious kind. Back in the day, people were more inclined to, to believe in things that they couldn't tangi- uh, connect with on a tangible level. Um, and these mm. days, we're a lot more of a um, material race. Um, humans especially in the western world um Mm -hmm. so yeah that's what i've got to say about that i i think that yeah faith has to be blind in my definition because because i connect with the belief part of this definition as opposed to the trust which is in the first the first definition the second one has belief in it um i think by believing in something there's an acknowledgement using the word belief that um that there's also the antidote um the antonym sorry of disbelief um, which mm. would incline that um, if someone is able to not believe in something, then it's possible that it's not obvious or it's not tangible. It cannot be proven by science or any other um, conventional means of uh, evaluation. Interesting. So, like, where I would where I would disagree and um, I would differ is that that my answer is different. <laughs> <laughs> So my my answer is that faith is not blind. Um, I I see this. I say this because, like as Jack mentioned earlier, um, I take more of like the first 
um, I, I, I believe both parts of the word faith uh, come hand in hand to create the whole whole meaning. Mm-hmm. But yeah, um, if we look at the first um, first definition or like the explanation of the of the word from Google, it says complete trust or confidence in something, someone or something. And I feel like um, the belief in someone is is to trust that um, that case or that person or what that what that something is is true. So. Like I was saying this earlier in the live stream as well, but it's similar to how I, if I asked you like, do you trust Amelia? Like, no. I'm sure your answer is, okay. I mean, then, um, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> then, my, then my question, um, my example was faulty, but um, anyways, um, <laughs> <laughs> so I would say it's um, the God, or like if we talk about faith and I'm, I think we're both leaning specifically towards like Christian faith. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, the Christian faith is not blind because um, I want to point out history. So if we look at two things, it's like, or three things, like history, we look at manuscripts and we look at um, the followers during that time. If we look at the very, very early recordings, right? So I would say um, the Bible is arguably, maybe it is like, uh, maybe not even arguably, it is the most accurate um form of like historical recount out of everything that there is. So like that's 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 something I can say with confidence because we can just do a little bit of research, but we don't have to go down that path, but maybe take my word for it for now and we can even like stretch upon that. But I feel mm-hmm. like I feel like the faith that I have has accumulated through um continual showing of God working personally in my life. So just as, just as in a relationship, you build trust and you build faith and you, yeah, you, you completely trust the person that, that develops because of time. It, beca- it develops because of uh, consistency and love and um, just mutual trust and like maybe even like um, reliance on one another. So hmm. I feel like um, in a personal sense, I would even say that Faith is not blind. And I would say even in the, um, mm, if you look at the faith of Christian faith as a whole, I don't think it is blind. So I would leave it at that and then I'll see what you want to say and then we'll yeah, so, build off. Um, I can totally, totally see it from that point of view as well. And I can, I can completely see how um, if someone has evidenced um, even if it's personal evidence behind their motivation or their just plain belief in a God, um, I can totally see how that person um, mm. could could say that they they have a they have evidence which would suggest it's not blind. You know, it's not. Um, this is something that we um, we could talk on for days. Is that um, for me? There is no. Um, definitive proof of an absolute truth. Now, something that David and I both agree on is that there is an absolute truth. There is an absolute truth. But Mm. um, I, I for sure, um, I I can't confidently say that anyone could have an absolute proof for an absolute truth, a definitive proof, sorry, for an absolute truth. Sure, Um, sure, Because 
to to be able to say something a hundred percent, and I'm I'm not talking about you know ninety nine point nine nine recurring. I'm talking about a hundred round number certainty. Um, mm. When when in reality there there is no certainty about anything other than maybe we'll die, and even then you know like that's the assumption that we're really alive, we're really living. And I don't need to don't don't mean to tap into conspiracies here, but like how how can we confidently say that we're here right now in this moment and that like. We're not a figment of another it's higher being's imagination, or, you know, yeah, like sure. um, the the chances of that being a reality in our perception is so minuscule that we don't even entertain that idea. But um, there is no real definitive proof um, that there is a God or that there we are even we are even here. We just have to believe in that reality so that our, our existence is meaningful. Otherwise, we... Um, fall into a state of nihilism and things just go badly from there um so to to clarify yeah. i can completely see from your point of view david um but i i mm. suppose my understanding of faith comes from a acceptance of my vulnerability to doubt um and i am someone who is incredibly vulnerable to doubt and when it comes to my christian faith which we'll get onto in a sec my journey with that um Doubt has been there from day one and it is here today. Um, even though I can say yeah, that bro. I believe in God, um, to, for me to say categorically, absolutely, that I have no doubt at all, it would be a lie. Yeah. And I'm, I envy the man who can say otherwise with complete honesty. Um, mm. And so in that sense, because I acknowledge that there is doubt in my faith, then I acknowledge that there could be a disbelief within that belief. Um, and as such... I would say that there is a blindness there for sure. Um, not complete blindness, um, because for me, definitely mm. things had to happen in my life for me to see evidence that there is a God, um, mm. which I don't think even like the biggest atheists could deny that there are evidence that is evidence that suggests that there is. But I think yeah. the atheist would just yeah. say, well, that evidence is, it does not stack up against all my evidence that suggests there isn't a God. Um, and mm. At least if they approach it in a mature um, and peaceful manner instead of a ignorant and um, biased <laughs> and preconceived idea of what it means to be someone who believes yeah. in God, which yeah. there are atheists. Just to, just to, but equally, just to, there, there are, to, to be fair, yeah. just sorry, David, just one sec. Just yeah. to be yeah. fair, there are plenty of Christians or religious people who look at atheists with the same mentality of like... Um, looking down on them, just as there are atheists who look down on people with faith. Sorry, go ahead, mm. David. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, I, I, um, I just wanted to add to what you were saying, but like, there's this like, there's always been like years of debate between, um, it's like it's a debate that's seen as like Christianity versus atheism, and it's or versus um, between, science, or like yeah, science. Yeah. But atheism like is ba like is basically see seen as like okay, maybe I have to word it right. It's like Christianity versus science, mm. but it was like Richard Dawkins who represents like the atheist slash like science scientist side, yep. and um. John, oh crap, is it John Lennox? But um, <laughs> one of the things um, that John he Lennon? was... Uh, no, no, John Lennon? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's a huge um, Christian advocate and um, scholar. And yeah, anyways, um, <laughs> but <laughs> the the one of the arguments that um, Dawkins had was like, um, it's like similar to what you were saying earlier, but it's like, there can't be, you can't prove to me 
um, that God exists or like that, that there is absolute truth. But because to, to prove that something is absolutely true, you need to like the existence of something, you'd be able to like see it, touch it or perceive it in like one of the sensory things that you were mentioning earlier. And then I'm kind of butchering it because this is like a couple years ago I've seen this, but like uh, John, <laughs> John Lennox um, responds by saying, um, because like Richard's like, oh yeah, do you, like you have to see it, touch it, like feel it, whatever. And then I'll, John Lennox is like, so do you have a brain? And then he's like, yes. It's like, do you see your brain? <laughs> Can you touch your brain? Can you? <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then the crowd's just like, oh. But yeah, sorry. Yeah, that's that's just something I very wanted nice, to add because nice. it was like, drop the mic. <laughs> <in the floor. laughs> oh, Christians are like, whoa. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, sorry, sorry. Maybe you can even edit that out because I don't know if that's relevant. <laughs> we'll but see, yeah, we'll I just see. thought it was funny to add. Um, yeah, but it's interesting. It's interesting um, how, how, yeah, because I feel like um, a big part of um, the Christian faith is, it is trust. And I feel like every Christian goes through um, doubt as well. And they would be lying if like, they, they say like, they don't doubt. Because I mm, think it's mm. it's it's innately in us. I think sorry. I, I I think one of the most empowering things that I've felt as a as a Christian is yeah talking to a priest and him telling me about how he has doubts every day. Like for me, mm. that was such an empowering experience. Of um, it was it was like a comfort because I I, I think that um I've always struggled with the just understanding the mentality of having a faith, um, whether it's in, in Christianity or whether it's in a, a different religion um, just the idea of like of accepting that there is a God or that there is several gods is an overwhelming concept to to um, to accept because especially in or maybe especially in Christianity in my um, opinion especially in Christianity to not only accept that there is a, a being who is um, neither defined by the the laws of time nor space like we are but actually um despite his or hers um unbelievable power above us decides to reside with us and even beneath us um is just like it's just ridiculous it's just like to to try and get your head around that as someone who who hasn't really entertained that idea before is just like it's an astronomical effort to to try and confront um and so like it, it i think it's so natural to to have doubts about a faith that surrounds something so magnificent and so of such like ridiculous magnitude. Um, and to hear from someone who has de- devoted their life towards this um, in priesthood, tell me that he suffers the same doubts that I do was such a like weight off my shoulder. And it was like, Oh, so it's okay. Like I'm not going to get in trouble mm. for like doubting whether this is real. You know, mm. it's something that we, yeah. we battle with um, constantly and hearing that, like people who I look up to as spiritual leaders experience the same struggles. Um, I think there's something very sacred and something powerful about that. It's very hu- human, you know, it kind of mm, like, mm, it, it, it puts you in the position that we're like, like, cause I think I, I, I can like, I can understand why you say that. Cause it's like, even as a kid growing up, you would go to church or you would go into like a religious building of um, some kind, just say, if you were exposed to it, and you would feel this feeling of almost like guilt or weight on your shoulders, just say mm-hmm. whenever you feel like you have sinned or 
you lied, you hit someone, you've, I don't yeah. know, indulged in something or whatever it may be, right? And like, especially on, on top of like a priest or a pastor or like some sort of teacher, leader figure. And yeah, I'm sure it was like super like, um, like heartwarming, maybe like um, reassuring feeling. It just, like, yeah, oh, just a weight all, off my yeah. shoulders to be like, oh, yeah, okay, sure. I'm not like, I'm not bad. You know, I'm, it's okay for me to feel this. If like leaders of churches are feeling this, then, then like, I, it's okay for me to feel it, I guess. Yeah. Cause I think like the, the term that we can kind of look at is that like, yeah, we all, we all fall short to God. So like we, we are humans and we are imperfect and we live in this dimension and we can only grasp so much. Mm -hmm. And um, the God that we believe, we, we believe in is neck level. He's holy. He's, yeah. um, he's perfect God. He's powerful God. Right. So, yeah. But um. Maybe, maybe we could lead into the next question. Yeah, absolutely. I was thinking so the same thing. Yeah, yeah. So the next question comes in from the aforementioned Amelia Crowley. Um, and she <laughs> asks us, how did you guys come to your faith? Um, and how do you continue to grow in your faith now? And David, we've we've gone into some depth in this in the live stream. So let's maybe um, cover this as briefly as possible um, without missing the, the obviously fundamental parts of both of our journeys. Do you want to yeah. kick this one off? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'd, I'd love to. Um, I I became a Christian twenty fifteen, uh, July eleventh, and it's it's crazy every time I even mention it because like I think not many people have like a particular date like recorded mm -hmm. when they're like, okay, this is when I became a Christian, or this is when you know my life changed or whatever. But um, I'm very Metanoia. grateful in the sense, yeah, metanoia. Yeah, shout out to 20, 2015, <laughs> 16 when I made that track. It's E after, but um, yeah, so I'm very grateful to my God, um, Jesus, because um, it was nothing that I did during that time. I think I like the point in which I met and met Jesus and became a Christian um, was when I was at the state of like rock bottom. Um, maybe I didn't go into detail a lot like during the live stream, but I was in a state where it was like I was depressed, maybe even like leaning towards suicidal thoughts. I can't say with confidence that like um, I attempted in that way, but it was a it was a place of depression and um, just like huge questions of like my own existence and what my purpose is um, that kind of put me in the position of, I think it was God's way of putting it, like leading me closer and closer to him where there was nowhere else to go. No friends, no older brothers, um, um, parent, like my parents or family that could like really uh, counsel me or like really be with me at that time. Even my best, like closest friends didn't know what to do because I was in such like a slump. Like I haven't been in that point um, since then, so praise God. But it was in that moment when I think I prayed a prayer after like a party or something. I was still high, and <laughs> this um, I I prayed like, God, if you're actually there, then would you hear me at this time and just give me another chance? And mind you, I I was in this position of depression because I just felt like I failed my parents, and I was in a place where it was like I wasn't in high school or I wasn't in school because I was recently expelled 
and like Asian community, like the Asian ladies in the Asian community, they have very fast lips. So if news is spread about someone getting someone's son getting expelled for something, then it spreads like wildfire. And like my my fellow Asian listeners, or even like other ethnics would would recognize or like feel me when I say this. It's like that kind of stuff. Like. <laughs> Middle-aged women, they have that power. But anyways, so it was that kind of um, context or background. And yeah, so after I prayed that prayer of saying like, oh, give me a second chance and I'll turn my life around for you. And I actually didn't know what those words meant during that time when I prayed that prayer. But I think, yeah, I think it was like, my wish was like, I just want to graduate high school so I can stop being such a, delinquent and be like uh like uh um you know like dishonor my parents any longer so a week or two after i prayed that prayer without much thought um i got back into high school <laughs> like to to make it really short after that like they called me up regions park christian school um called me up shout out and then <laughs> they were like you know what like we heard your story from Tyndale like they tested me at first and I didn't I wasn't in a position to continue lying so I just told them honestly what happened and they're like oh yeah we, we want to give you a second chance just come in and that was the first step and I was like oh God is there God does listen to my prayers and that got me into a position where I was like you know what like maybe if he's there and if he's listening to me then maybe I should listen to him so I started going to church with an attitude of like, what does he have to say to me today? And that that progressed for months and months until July 11, 2015. Um, he gave me the word in Psalm chapter three, verse five and six. And um, I don't want to paraphrase, but I'll try my best to recite it. It's, um, trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will set your path straight. And mind you, my, my biggest concern for my life was, what, what do I, why do I live? What's my purpose? Why do I exist? What's the point of life? And he was telling me, just trust me. Just like, just trust me. Just follow me. Like, follow what I have to say. Um, follow, like, trust in, trust in me when I say that Jesus died for your sins. And, like, he's your savior. He's your friend. He's your Lord. He's your king. And I'll set everything else straight for you. So in that moment, when I received that word for the first time, I was like, oh, God's real. Like he cares for me. I'm going to trust this, you know? And I don't know, like I've heard all my life who Jesus is to this point, but I finally understand. And I, I understand when he says like, <clears throat> like um, I was blind, but now I see. Cause it was like, yeah, like, Jesus did die for my sins. Jesus did wash my sins away because of what he did and because he loves me, because he cares about me. And it doesn't matter what I did in the past. Like if I trust him, he says that I'm going to be with him for eternity. So that was a turning point for me. I was like, I'm going all in. Um, yeah. Because I was saying earlier how <laughs> I came, like I came with the understanding of there's no such thing as like a lukewarm or half half assed Christian. So from like 12, 13, I understood that. So I, I would say with like to people, I'm not a Christian. I go to church because I keep my mom happy. That's the one thing I can do to keep her happy. I'll party, not go home, don't pick up a phone call. But on Sunday, I'll go because 
that's the one thing that'll keep keep like mom kind of happy so from that position and drugs and alcohol and parties and whatever to uh july 11 2015 when i was like i trust you i'm gonna follow you from now on yeah that's that's that was the start of the journey i think like it all progressed to that point but from there it's it's progressed even more and here i am today i can say with confidence i'm a christian i can say you know i make music that <laughs> initially it was meant to be like you you were mentioning it from like, like last episode like mm, it's about yeah, yeah. um the, the boys and the boys. whatever <laughs> But yeah, now I make um, gospel music. So yeah. yeah, I live and breathe and I do everything mm. for Christ. But yeah, that's me. Sorry, I wasn't meant to go that long. No, no, but no, no, no. Ended thank up talking, thank yeah. you. Honestly, David, thank you for such a um, insightful and personal story of your journey. Now, no worries, I'm sure yeah. the listeners it's will appreciate the vulnerability that you showed in in telling that story i know it's one that no you, you've told you probably told a few times now to people um your yeah. friends because people have questions you know they, they meet you after not seeing you for a while and they're just like well, who are you and like <laughs> what happened the, to you? Why yeah, you? yeah 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 but why um, is your hair long <laughs> why <are> you? <laughs> yeah, yeah um why don't you want to go get high like yeah, yeah. What, what do you mean you don't want to smoke weed yeah like, what no, happens? It's, it's, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah. I suppose I'll, I will try and keep mine brief, but maybe I'll, to, to, um, match your level of, of sharing, I might share a, one, one part of, um, my journey. Um, so my, my journey really began, um, when I fell out with faith. Um, so when I was younger, I sort of wasn't old enough to really know what I believed. And so I just believed in God because that's what I was told. Um, and it seemed cool. It seemed cool that there'd be a, a dude out there um, looking out for all of us. Um, but that's sort of all I really saw it as. I, I, there's these phrases, um, the Panadol God and the Santa Claus God. Um, and the Panadol God is the God that you go to when you're looking for a quick fix um, to, to make the pain go away. Just basically take a pill and make it better. And the Santa Claus God is the, the one you go looking for presents. You look for little gifts and it's like, hey, God, like, can you like get me that bike that I really want and stuff like that? Um, and those were really my two main interpretations of who God was. Um, and of course, when that God didn't provide, because that God will never provide because that God does not exist, um, I, I'm, I, I lost faith um, along with the fact that I moved into a school, a Catholic school, which took faith a lot more seriously and um, maybe a little bit too forceful in the way that they try to, uh, I don't want to say indoctrinate, but it border, borders on that. Um, and when I would challenge my religion teachers, like I talked about in the live stream, when I challenged these teachers um, looking for answers of things that didn't make sense to me, um, and I'm not going to lie, I did it in a hostile way because I was a um, testosterone, testosterone-fueled anxiety, <laughs> like uh, experiencing yeah. teenager. Mm-hmm. Um, so mm-hmm. I, 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 I would push them hard, and I would, I'd work them hard. They, they wouldn't greet me with the same compassion that I would find when I did this same um, thing to people later on in my life. And I'll get to that, but um, mm. they, they would basically greet me with the same hostility that I was delivering to them. And to to 
most people that's like yeah fair enough you're gonna be hostile prepare to cop it back but it's not exactly the way to convince someone that there is an all-loving god by um basically shutting them down even if i did deserve it um and so i i began to not only move away from my faith but i actively um moved against it um against faith against christianity and, and i um i was i was angry um and i felt that um that it was a I, I thought that um faith was for people who were too weak to survive on their own Ooh, um dang. and those words um they don't leave me and it's for a reason um and i'll come back to that um mm. and so basically as as i went on through my life i was about 16 or i think i was 16 when i got invited on a retreat with my school called the kairos retreat um and it was on this experience that um when I when I tested these these individuals and I won't name them, um, but when I tested certain individuals with this hostility, with this like aggression of like, well, explain this. Not only did they respond to me with answers for why um, why there would be suffering in the world, why kids, little kids, would die from cancer, and um, mm. you know why I had lost people in my life. Um, if there was a if there was a God, why would this all happen? Not only did they answer with with reasons that um, may may not be definitive, but would be um, acceptable, but they also responded with love and with kindness and with gentleness, and they they welcomed me um, mm. instead of um, pushing me away, which is the fastest not to get too hippie here but the fastest skill for hate is love um mm. because hate is coming from a place of missing something and generally what you're missing is love um and that was that experience that first retreat was the, was a it, it stripped away a lot of the well it stripped away all the hate that i had towards christianity it, it was it was gone and and um this wasn't a this wasn't a transformative experience in the sense that it, it just led me to become a Christian and become faithful. But um, there were brief moments where I, I had faith that there was a God on that experience. There there was spiritual moments, but they um, I, I was not ready. And I left that retreat um, with the anger gone and with a lot of internal stuff healed, not to do with my faith necessarily, but just to do with myself and my mental health. Um, not necessarily healed, but at least acknowledged and began a process of recovery for a lot of things. Um, but I, I was by by any means, like I, I was not by any means a Christian. Um, it was just mm. the idea was introduced to me. Um, and okay, so th- this is what I didn't share on the live stream. Um, but this is yeah. this is where I do consider my um, conversion to have taken place, or at least like for me, it wasn't necessarily a definitive moment. It was more of a a elongated process but this is definitely the um, catalyst for that process is that it was um on this retreat there are adult leaders who are old boys or teachers who come back and help run the retreat um and i went as a student leader because you have student leaders and adult leaders and i went as a student leader i was on school um and i had a good relationship with the director of the retreat and it was about um so after school finished i um I've, I've basically didn't really keep in touch with anyone from school, apart from one guy who I, even then I didn't really keep in touch with as much as I would like, but I, I did keep in touch with him. And about two mm. years later after leaving school, so this retreat was when I was in year 11. So this would be three years after the retreat. Um, I was 
speaking to this guy and I just out of the blue, like I hadn't talked to anyone apart from my girlfriend, Amelia, about the Kairos experience since school. And um, I said to him, you know what? I'm kind of disappointed that I haven't been called back to be an adult leader. Mm. The next day, <laughs> the next day I received a message inviting me to become an adult leader for the first time on this retreat. Wow. Um, and this was the first of a series of similar coincidences, which defy all like um, laws of chance and probability. And mm. they had they about ten events happened over the space of four days. And I say to those who I tell the full story to that um, it it got to the point where it was so many coincidences that they stopped being coincidences, um, mm. and that they, I couldn't really ignore it was like i was being called to a life of faith and that i was being called and slapped around the head and said look i'm here right you always wanted a sign here's your sign here's your damn sign now what are you gonna do about it and um and i decided to do something about it and what i've done is i've lived a rough like rocky road of faith and a, a, a strained at times relationship with god and with my faith for the last um two years but it's, it's one that um, has been very important to me and I'm always striving to deepen it. Even when I'm drawing away, I'm still yearning for a deeper connection. Um, it's mm. one that's helped bring meaning to my life. It's one which has helped deepen relationships. Um, yeah, it's it's important to yeah. me. Um, and so that's, that's how I came to my faith. Um, and that is a summary, believe it or not. Um, <laughs> Yeah, because um, technically it could have gone into all the 10 Yeah, ten yeah, yeah. And, um, yeah. There yeah. were just lots of little weird things, like weird like connections that is just like, wait, <laughs> what? Like, wait a minute. Yeah. Not, um, some of that, them, did that just happen? Yeah. Some of them were far less um, as obvious as the, I, I say something for the first time, like reference an event for the first time in like three years and the next day I get a call up. Um, uh, some of them mm. were a lot more subtle than that, but the more you think about them, the more you're like, okay this is th this is weird um this is weird <laughs> and that's what it was like at first it was like it was unsettling it was it was like it was like supernatural and that's what it was um right and i think for me someone who has so many doubts someone who questions so much someone who continuously asks why 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 i needed something like that to really shut me up and just say mm. look man look just stop talking and just look. Mm. And yeah, that's that's how I came to my faith. Um, in mm. terms of how I continue to grow in my faith, um, I try and pray as much as I as I can. I'm not very good. I'm really slack. Um, I always come up with the same old excuses of I don't have time. I'm too tired. I'm this and that. And it's most of it's just crap. Mm. Um, I meditate as well. I haven't been meditating as much recently, but for a while I was meditating every day and I got really into it. And I, I honestly, man, like I know it's a bit hippie, but meditation really, it, it brought something out of me that I, I have no, no excuse for why I stopped um, other than complacency and being like, well, I've got it now, so I can't lose it. And I did lose it after I stopped. I lost a level of mindfulness, a, a level of connection, which I can only um, gain sometimes now when i'm in the right headspace um but i would have it consistently and i'd have such a positive outlook on on what was around me i felt gratitude to an extent which i hadn't felt before and so i 
I'm planning on really delving back into meditation, but on more of a um, deeper level, like really learning more about meditation and why it works and what it's doing, mm. um, the different types. And I want to really study that. Um, and I just try and keep in touch with people who share a faith because I still to this day don't have a church um, because I pulled away and my family don't go to church. They they stopped um, a while back as well. Um, I don't have a church community, and this is something I've talked with David a little bit about, and with Yo, Amelia as well. Welcome at OFC, bro. I really appreciate that. I really appreciate. Oh <laughs> it. it, yeah, it'll be time. It's yeah. a it's a search which maybe I overcomplicate, um, mm. looking for something that's perfect, um, when in reality nothing is perfect apart from. There's no perfect church. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm on a search for that. That's definitely something that um, helps me grow in my faith and. Faith grows you in itself, I think, it, as long as you don't get complacent with your faith as well, because you can just stop at a certain level and be like, you know what, that's where I'm comfortable. Or you can keep keep going in and keep asking some of the questions that you might be scared to ask, because so, there's some really mm. scary questions when it comes to faith, man. Like, if, if you yeah. are accepting that there is an omnipotent, omniscient, yeah. and omnipresent being out there, mm-hmm. then yeah. there comes a lot of questions with that, man. Like, what are you doing? What are you really doing? And it, 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 it's scary. Um, and you can stop at a certain level because it gets too scary or you can continue to ask and continue to subtract all the material things out of your existence and just try and really reach what the, the root of your faith is. Um, mm. Or you can stop. Yeah. It's interesting that you added like meditation in the mix. Mm. Uh, and also um, I realized I forgot to add the, how am I continuing? Uh, maybe I'll get to that, but like sure. I'm interested in what you were talking about in terms of like mindfulness and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Cause it sounds very like almost like, like Buddhist, uh, Buddhist or even like <laughs> Hindu type of that kind of it leans more towards mm-hmm. there because it talks about like, being like checking your own being mm-hmm. and that's like mm-hmm. like being being aware of yourself and your surrounding yeah. or whatever so so can expand on that a bit sure. yeah. so i i suppose i am a little um unconventional in that regard that i just because i i call myself a christian i don't um i i don't reject other things from other faiths um I, that doesn't mean that i embrace everything from other faiths but if i see something that i think that could be beneficial to my christianity and i, I see no reason why meditation can't um, enhance your christianity because it's it maybe it's a, a buddhist practice but it has nothing to do with um or it doesn't have to have anything to do with the the buddhist religion itself um sure yeah so in terms of my meditation, um, I was doing some Tai Chi practices, um, and <laughs> it sounds more Asian than me, bro. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> um, I was doing motion and breathing meditations, um, as well as mm. um, oh, I can't remember what it's called. Sorry, I've forgotten what it's called. There's three categories of, right. of meditation, but um, mm-hmm. th- this is why I want to look more into it because I want to deepen my understanding, but. Um, I would basically do a repetitive um, physical movement with my hands um, and they would match my breathing. And so I would um, I would pull into myself as I would breathe in and I would basically push my hands outward as I would breathe out. And it sounds very funny. It sounds very silly. And it, it feels very silly, especially after you stop doing it for a while and try to get back into it. It feels really stupid. Um, right. But I would imagine it as... Um, a, a mental exercise as well and as i was breathing breathing in i would try and um 
breathe in everything that I wanted to receive from life, all the positive, um, positive vibes that I was trying to catch the, Good and then vibes, and as I would sure. breathe out, I would try and release some of the, um, prejudices I had, some of the angers that I had towards others. Um, and then back in, I would try and bring in forgiveness and it, I would basically try and it was like a, a mental cleanse and it by no means was this like a, it would happen instantly. In fact, sometimes it would only last a day, which is why I was doing it every day. Every day I would start and it would just sort of clear my mind and try and cleanse the soul. And I know I'm I'm using words that <laughs> some people might really just be turned off by straight away. But man, if you do some research into this stuff, there is genuine proof about meditation that it, it helps you just for your mental health. You don't need to look at it from a face standpoint if you don't have if you don't want to i i just found that the most the time when i was most prepared for prayer and my mind was clearest for prayer was right mm. after i do my meditation so i would do a meditation that would sometimes last up to 40 45 minutes that's how long i would go for sometimes of just breathing um mm. and then i would head straight into a prayer and um that's if i'm being completely honest yeah. a lot of the times when i would do this i would be so connected in my prayer prayerful state i would be reduced to tears um and i would i would right. weep um over joy over sadness over mm. grace like i would just be overcome and just overwhelmed and i would weep um and i'm i'm not ashamed of it at all it was it was a beautiful wow. experience say it with pride bro yeah say it with confidence that was a beautiful i feel experience. like that's yeah that's thanks for sharing like i feel like that's really interesting because like christians will still say meditation but hmm. we would always say meditation on God's word. Sure, sure. So sure. instead of like just mindfulness and just say like good vibes in, bad vibes out kind of thing, we would look at God's word as the source of like meditation and then kind of go from there. So like hmm. I would do a similar thing, but I wouldn't be by myself and, um, you know, like good vibes in, bad vibes out, but it's more, I look at God's word I look what look how I am and what 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 it says about me, what the word of God's trying to tell me and what it what it tells me about God, and then it gets me into the state of like you know this is God, this is me, um, this is why I need Him, this is why I need to go to Him, and then I am able to come to a humble position of like all right let's let's pray to this like magnificent God, so it's very interesting. It's like I feel like it's similar in the sense that. Like yeah, you are you're prepared mentally, mm -hmm. and you're you're ready to come into a position of prayer. But yeah, you do it almost like like you, you see the good side of like Buddhist teaching, and then like you don't see like as like the as a religious teaching, but you just see it as like um a mental prep before sure, you go into sure. it. Yeah, I mean, so there's plenty yeah. of atheists out there who meditate. It's a, it's yeah. a great practice just for yourself and um. If we're talking about a relationship between you and God, then that is two-sided. It means that you, you, if you work on your relationship with yourself, your relationship with God will improve as well. Um, and so by practicing things like mindfulness and improving your mental state and your your mental health and your your inner, inner thoughts, inner peace, it will help improve when you try and connect with like a being of ridiculous magnitude um and mm. i firmly believe that and i it is something that i've been writing about a bit recently um is how the relationship with us ourself and the relationship we have with others are directly intertwined and 
um, how changing a relationship with someone else will has the power to change um, our relationship with ourself and changing our relationship with ourself has the potential to change our relationship with others. Um, and there's, they're so connected. Um, for example, just a real quick example, which isn't faith related, say someone does you wrong, someone really hurts you, really wounds you. Um, sometimes that can cause you to doubt yourself and, and um, self-hatred or self-doubt or a lack of self-love or lack of self-worth, you know, like um, how can we say that they're, they're not connected? They're absolutely connected. And um, if you're in a relationship where you're being abused, um, an increase in self-worth and in self-awareness um, can help you um, either improve that relationship or get out of that relationship. Um a lot of people stuck in abusive relationships think that they they need that person and that comes from a lack of self-worth. And if they can um, find that that self-worth, then they may find that they're not as dependent on this abusive partner anymore. So they are absolutely intertwined and I feel like with God, it's no different. Um, we have to work on ourselves mm. sometimes um, to improve our relationship with God. Mm. Yeah. I would, I would add to that to just say like um, the way of improving ourselves would be um, an easy way Christians say it is like, oh, become more like Jesus. But it's like, I feel like, yeah, I would always go back to his word because I see I see his word as the compass. Mm. I see his like in life. But it's a compass for self, hey. So, you, <laughs> yeah, yeah. so you were improving yeah. yourself, like in the name of God, don't get me wrong, but you're improving yeah. yourself and, and that his, in itself improves your relationship with god so it's even mm. in the bible man it's like it's there um, <laughs> i can i can take you back to genesis man and tell you like we, we could have a, a whole podcast talking about the full chapter three about like right. the birth of self-consciousness and nudity and like yeah. pride and maybe, oh, it's maybe all we there. can even maybe we can have a part two to this series but <laughs> um how about we go to the next question because it's we were meant to do, talk for like 30 minutes, but <laughs> I just I'm checking the time. It's 50 minutes already. <laughs> yeah. Um, how about, should we go to the last question? Man, or I, reckon you want we, to have? I reckon we save this question for another episode because this is, a, this is a whole episode right here. So guys, yeah. the question will tell you. The question is, if God is real, explain suffering. Um, and mm. that's a classic thing that people bring up, including myself. I brought it up when I was protesting against the ideas yeah. um, raised by my religious teachers. Um, yeah. And sorry, something- sorry. Before you say it, before yep. you say it, can I make it a bit like add on to it just to sure, make it sure, like super sure. clear? So the so the question is um, maybe if God is a good and sovereign yeah, yeah, God, yeah. then why is there pain and suffering in the world? Like mm-hmm. that's how a person might word it. Yeah, but sorry, yeah, please continue. Well, all, all I was saying is just it's a classic question that people with doubts or people pushing against um, Christianity will, will bring up. And it's a very good question, um, a question that some people answer really well. And to be honest, saving it for another episode gives us some more time to prepare. <laughs> so, <laughs> Well, um, I'm ready, bro. I'm ready to unload. Yeah, I reckon <laughs> we should, we should yeah. leave it. We've been talking for a while already. We've already yeah, gone well yeah, over yeah. how long we plan to talk about. And this question itself is, is it, that's mm. a podcast in itself. So, guys, I really hope um, that you got something out of this pod. Um, You've definitely seen a different side of David and I that um, we haven't showed thus far on the podcast. Um, But Mm. I know, David, like, I'm sure, like me, you love talking about this sort of stuff. It's really engaging and really um, fruitful, I think, and really organic. Organic. Bring it back. (laughs) Yeah, man. Because, like, I feel like it's part of life. I think, like, Mm. you would... 
you would not be honest if you if you if you say that you've never come to a question of like is there a higher being or like is there what is the what is truth and like what is my purpose and what these type my, of questions yeah. What, yeah. what what's my purpose is a that's a big one yeah man so maybe like that could be for the next part as well but i feel like this episode is pretty good to wrap up here because it's like you we give a bit about ourselves and like our background but at mm. the same time our view on this thing so Absolutely. maybe yeah this is this could be part one Maybe part two we can tackle me, um, heavier questions, mm. but yeah. Should we should we Ooh. be confident and call this episode part one? Let's do it, man. Let's confident. Oh, well, how about this? How <laughs> about go. this? Let's start a new series, and let's call it um, Tan Spirituality. <laughs> let's let's work on the title. Let's yeah, let's work on the title. Yeah. <laughs> Tan spirituality. <laughs> no, I don't know about that, man. We'll talk about this off, like, off the No, nah, bro, that's going to be it. Okay, guys, look yeah, out. Nah, Hashtag nah. Tan spirituality. It's coming your don't way. Don't start it. No, no, um, no. Let us know if you enjoy this, guys, because David and I definitely enjoy talking about this sort of stuff. But if you guys yeah. hate it, then we won't. We, we, we'll just talk about it and not release it. So um, this is, after all, for your entertainment and for your fulfillment. Yeah. 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 All right, guys. Well, thank you for tuning in for another episode of The Artist Notepad. I hope you guys are. I hope you guys are safe. I hope you guys are like staying cozy. Ooh, 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 ooh. <laughs> <laughs> hope you guys are safe and healthy. Like keeping that safe distancing. Let's hope that like yeah, this pod's been helping you guys with like maybe loneliness even because mm-hmm. um T was sharing last episode how this pod's been helping him so. Yeah, it's all it's all love right now, guys. Like, I really hope that yeah, you you feel like we're ha- we're sharing a conversation. Like, maybe even talk during our talk, and imagine that we're on the table together. <laughs> or maybe that's a bit crazy, but yeah. Thanks for listening. And you um, know what, guys? Wait, wait. Just before we close it out, you know what would help out with yeah. with some loneliness? What a Funko Pop. Yes, <laughs> yes. Bring it back. Bring so it give back. Give us a rating, five stars, written review <laughs> is coming your way. Um, we'll give you a shout out. Uh, Thank you guys. But I did not see that coming. <laughs> all right. Peace out, y'all. Till next time. Peace. That is all. Peace.